Hello and welcome. We are coming to you. We, we're almost in the home stretch. Today is day four of STLV. There will be all kinds of surprises. And I've already seen about three people in scans who are not Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. So, and I also found out John Champion is going to be involved with that. Okay, you're either Inner Light Picard at the end, or you're All Good Things Picard at the vineyard. Okay. Inner Light. And Sabrina's going to be the probe? Yes, she will be the space probe. We did have some difficulty with damage in the suitcase. Oh, no. But we've um, got it held together with duct tape and colored pencils. Well, duct tape fix e fixes everything. Yes, and apparently colored pencils work great as dowel rods when you're in a pinch. So it's a little sad looking, but it'll do for today. We're taking it to Garrix to get some help. Okay. <laughs> She'll be wearing it later. Okay. All right, now we're kind of just trying to get it down the hall. All you need is the flute. Yes, and I cannot find one. They... Well, he was here last year selling them. Yes, he is sold out already. Wow. I went first day and he was sold out. So I think I'm going to have to craft one when I get home. <laughs> it was just the penny whistle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So we're just going to have to figure out how to get one when we get home. Okay. But today we'll be whistleless. Okay. Well, <laughs> Sabrina's going to have a long day ahead of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Sabrina. You're famous because, you know, Al Rivera from Star Trek Online tweeted you. Oh, really? That, yeah. That, that was the one. That was the one that was sent? Okay. Yeah, that, that I posted on your page. Yeah, he's, I guess you guys walked by the Star Trek Online booth and he took mm -hmm. a picture. Yes. I get very excited and I figured if I'm going to cosplay, Sabrina can cosplay. It makes it more fun, you know? Yeah. So... And then, you know, if they don't get today's cosplay, you guessed, there's two different ones I could be. Yeah. So, but I figured since today was the day for Inner Light, we'd do Inner Light. It's my yeah. favorite episode. Well, Sabrina it, likes it, too. She watches Trek as much as I do. So <laughs> sometimes more so. Kind of frightening sometimes. Well, she's though. probably upset that there's the Cat Trek book, but there isn't a Dog Trek book. Right? So, exactly. We need dogs and Star Trek dogs. Dogs in cosplay. Especially like that dog Gandalf that's here. Oh, I love him. Oh, hey, and with that beard on the, because he's a <laughs> schnauzer, he just, oh, he just really wore that Merlin hat, or the uh, Gandalf hat really well. Uh, Everybody loves him. That picture's been getting retweeted. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad because it brings awareness to people who, who have a need for service animals yeah. or emotional support animals, you know? Because, you know, Sabrina's cute, and she's in cosplay, but she does a really important job for yeah. me. And I don't know what Gandalf's job is, but I know it's important. I think he's a support, a helper dog. Yeah, yeah. There's several of them here, but, you know, it makes... And then people miss their dogs, and so they get to see a dog while they're here, and it makes their day better, you know? And, and, it, was, and it was a good... And it was thank you for reposting that guidelines on what to do when approaching a service dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and, like, last night I was a little tired... And so when I'm a little tired, I'm more likely to have a seizure, and Sabrina needs to pay attention more. 
And so Sabrina's really good about, she'll say, you know, somebody approach her, and I'll say, I feel fine, I'm okay with it, and Sabrina will say, not right now. You know, she knows better than I do. But, and it's just, you know, with anybody, things can change throughout the day. You know, the beginning of the day may not be the same as the end of the day, so. But everybody's been really respectful. I don't like the balloons, because Sabrina doesn't like balloons, but you know. Yeah. But everybody's been really respectful, and, and they've asked to pet her, which is important. And I'm very open. If it's somebody I know, I just tell them, just pet her, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyhow, it's a good day. Okay. So we're gonna go get some repairs. Okay. Okay, so we're back we're back in the convention excuse me, we're back in the convention center hallway. What is this the line for? The next generation cast photo. Ah, yes, the $750 next generation cast photo. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we know that Jonathan Frakes won't be here, but they will be doing the with, uh, with Q, with John Delancey, and Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby, exactly. Are you okay with that? Because I know some fans were upset on I social media. From really far from this picture, uh, I would be happier if we had the complete cast photo, but. This is what we get. Yeah. I mean, I will be happy also to have the picture with the, almost the all complete generation cast. Where are you visiting from? Argentina, South America. Is there a big Star Trek fan base in Argentina? No, there is not. There are no Star Trek conventions either. Okay. Is this your first STLV? Yes, and I'm, we, are, we are really lucky to be here. Yeah, we love to be here. It's amazing. Has, has it met, lived up to all your expectations? And more, and more. We can't believe the moment we had Patrick Stewart in front of us. Every photo with, with every actor from the Star Trek family. It's amazing. Yes. Really amazing. Okay, well, enjoy the photo shoot. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, let me give you my card. I have a card, sir. There you go. Amazing. Okay, thank you. So, as you just heard, the $750 next-gen cast photo is taking place right now. And unfortunately, um, to recap what happened, I guess there was an issue with flights, and Jonathan Frakes was unable to get to arrive to Vegas. He had to cancel his appearance last night and today. Because my understanding is based on everything on social media, is that Creation and CBS tried their best to work something out, but apparently they weren't able to. But they did try. And let's see what's going on. We just have folks hanging out. Um, folks are just waiting around for the Adam Nimoy interview. It's going to be happening on the CBS All Access stage. And Terry Farrell's here. For those of you that, that are not aware, Terry Farrell and Adam Nimoy are a couple. Michael Pillar cosplay? Am I the first one to get that? The first person live in person, yes. I posted on Twitter, got lots of replies there, but you're the first person to stop me in the hall. This would be what's called a real deep cut reference cosplay. Yes, yes it is. Where'd you get the idea to cosplay Michael Pillar? Well, I've always been a fan. I'm from Chapel Hill. 
And he's a UNC alumni, always wearing the UNC cap. Oh, I didn't know that he was a Tar Heel. Yes. Yeah, so I have to uh, show my respect for the fellow alumni. <laughs> okay. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Okay. Good. You're mad. Hmm? You're mad. Mud. No, no, the trailer where he goes, I'm mud. Oh. Wait, let me try again. You're mad. I'm mud. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to explain wh- why he shaves the beard off. Oh, does he doesn't have a beard. Well, Rain Wilson. Oh, Rain Wilson, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In, this in is the 10 years before this, this outfit. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why he shaves the beard. I'm glad he shaves the beard because I didn't have to put one on. <laughs> it's itchy in the morning. Yeah. For those of you wondering, he's doing a hairy mud cosplay from um, Mud Women. I thought he had a different well, outfit. Mud Woman. Yeah, I th- was a different costume. Yeah. And then he wore a different one in um, the TOS or the TAS episode. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and this one was this was the first one. This is the first time we see him. But now it'll be interesting to see what they do with Rain Wilson because the costume's quite different when you look at it. I did, it with the I leather did see that. that yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting. Well, I to think see the problem doing. is because this outfit is more sick, late, like mid to yeah, late sixties. Yeah, yeah, space pirate. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Space pirate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he was. Was his face, the earring and the hat and the, and the, the pirate shirt, right? So yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. And now we're heading back into the vendor's room. And, you know, I keep but, you know, I'm going to butcher this lady's name. I'm just going to refer to her as Abro Nechev. She's back in uniform today. Hi, can I ask you about your sign really quick? Uh, sure. What do you want to know? Okay, well, can you let everyone know what your sign says? Uh, it says, uh, this person probably wouldn't make it into Starfleet. And now my question would be, why wouldn't you make it into Starfleet? Uh, you know... Just cold, hard honesty. Uh, I didn't want to wear a costume today, and I thought it'd be funny to uh, wear a little sign. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of, I'm more of an Earth kind of gal, just stay on Earth, chill so this out. is more of an ironic cosplay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's my style, personally. You know? Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um... Wait, before I forget, Daryl Golden, this is for you. Okay. And the Chancellors are here. J.G. Hertzler, Robert O'Reilly, James Darren, Max Grodencheck. Can I just say... I'm an Angels fan, but I'm rooting for you guys this year, and it pisses me off because you're running away with the American League right now. <laughs> well, the best of luck to you, and it it pains me to say that. The gentleman was wearing um, a Houston Astros cap and an Astros T-shirt. Um, to do some more sports talk, um, as of this recording, 
Um, the Houston Astros have a huge lead in the AL West, and as of right now, they're probably going to run away with home field advantage throughout the playoffs, barring anything weird happening down the stretch. Pardon me, sorry. And the line for the TNG actor photos op is already started. Um, we've got, they, the actors aren't here, but so far the lineup is Brent, LeVar, Marina, Michael, and Gates. Now, need to live tweet Bill Smith of the Trek Gates to let him know that Michael Dorn is not at his table. This is the official Hallmark booth? Yes, it is. Hi, can I do a quick interview with someone? Okay, and what is your name, sir? My name is Kevin Dillmore. Oh, the Kevin Dillmore? Uh, well, if, unless there's more than one. <laughs> so, um, I know about the, the, the Christmas tree ornament. Yes. What, what else is Hallmark coming out with? We have several itty-bitties, which are our designer plush that we're bringing out for the 30th anniversary of Next Generation. Uh, currently available as online exclusives are Data and Jordy. Coming out in September, we will have a plush Enterprise D with two little pockets in the primary hull for Captain Picard and Worf. So you can fly them around and have some fun. And then Kevin Picard can basically shoot down Worf every time Worf wants to blow up the ship. I think that's a great idea. Or you can go ahead and buy Data and put him in charge, you know, because that's the way it ought to be, right? I mean, I don't know who gave Worf controls of the ship, but, you know. So, um, are there any um, exclusives, exclusive ornaments for the convention this year, or...? Uh, we do. We've got one Star Trek exclusive that we sold in San Diego a couple of weeks ago at San Diego Comic-Con. We will be selling it in October at New York Comic-Con, but we also have some here at the official Star Trek convention. It is the battle-damaged version of the Enterprise-C um, from yesterday's Enterprise. We issued it in stores in 2015. Got a lot of consumer feedback that it looked too clean and too good. <laughs> you know, well, in the episode, yeah. it's pretty banged up. Yeah. And so you asked, we answered. We now have a battle-damaged version that looks like it's been through the ringer a little <laughs> bit. But it lights up nicely, and it's, uh, it's just a, a nice addition to the collection. So, and I guess my next question would be, um, did Hallmark think that 25, 26 years later, there'd still be a demand in popularity for Star Trek Christmas tree ornaments? You know, that's a great question. I think where Hallmark got the wake-up call that Star Trek fans love celebrating Christmas like the rest of us um, the was, was the very first ornament we put out in 1991. When the Starship Enterprise came out, it actually went back into production during the issuing year, which is something that is, uh, you know, relatively unheard of for keepsake ornaments. We're very uh, much in the collector mindset of we offer it, you know, unless it's special circumstances, we offer it one year and that's it. Um, the uh, 1992 ornament with Leonard Nimoy doing an original recording for us proved very popular and we just haven't looked back. Uh, it's wonderful to see how Star Trek has grown over the last 26 years and we've been very excited to grow with. I know, you probably have gone on YouTube and seen the old commercials. Oh my gosh, yes. I uh, actually, a, uh, um, 
there's a uh, uh, commercial with uh, that Leonard Nimoy made for us. Yes, I'll take four. And uh, I, I uh, did a screen grab on that and put that up as my Facebook profile once in a while during Christmas. And then there was another one that I saw, which would be a few years later from the mid-90s, that I don't remember ever seeing, with um, Robert O'Reilly as Galron done completely in Klingon. Yes, that's, that's correct. I believe that was for our Klingon Bird of Prey ornament. I'm trying to remember how many TV ads we did. And the ones I remember um, were, uh, uh, yes, Robert O'Reilly playing Galron, or at least a Klingon, for the Klingon Bird of Prey. Uh, Leonard Nimoy um, on for the uh, shuttlecraft. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to test my Star Trek knowledge. Was it uh, Patty Yasutaki? Is that the name of the uh, the actress that played uh, Nurse um, uh, uh, Alyssa Ogawa, Ogawa on Enterprise? I, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. she uh, did a, uh, um, uh, a a commercial for us for our Enterprise D ornament when that came out, and I believe there's a fourth one and oh I believe it was a Romulan I believe that we had a uh, commercial um, for the uh, Romulan bird I did see that one on YouTube so I think those are our only four but uh, um, you know I'm sure your listeners will run out to YouTube and uh, <laughs> prove me wrong if there's five so is it a weird surreal experience when you're walking around the vendors room and you see the t- the tables that have action figures and then there'll be some of your ornaments it's, it's always flattering. I mean, that, that communicates to us that we have new collectors that are starting all the time. They find what we're doing in the current year appealing enough that they want to go back. And I'm glad that the vendors are helping us fill that gap because, you know, our focus on keepsake ornaments is the current year. And uh, to have people uh, bringing our uh, previous year ornaments uh, to the shows to let collectors fill in the gaps in, in their own trees, uh, that's terrific. No, way. so... You you mean after a certain year they so these these three right here are for 2017. Well, now, now you, you you caught me in in one in one slip because this year we do have some extra of our uh, uh, 50th anniversary man trap ornaments, okay. and so we did bring those just to the convention. Okay. But the two at the uh, at the top of the list we're we're pointing at, which of course you know the listeners can't see. Um, our uh, um, our Franklin from Star Trek Beyond and the Picard and Data ornament that's the 30th anniversary tip for Next Generation. Um, those two are available in stores and online. We just happen to bring some to the show. Okay. Because I was not aware that so after the calendar you, they, that you stopped making them... That's, that's correct. Our ornaments for any given year um, will come to stores in July. Usually the second weekend in July is Keepsake Ornament premiere. And generally that's when the Star Trek ornaments are offered for sale. Um, but uh, after December 31st, when, uh, when uh, the Christmas season concludes, then most of the stores will take their Keepsake Ornament displays down, and those displays don't return until July of the next year. Okay. Well, it's so hard because I... It's hard finding a Hallmark store. There's, you know, there there have been a number of uh, of issues in the current economic climate that led to a decline in the Gold Crown stores. Um, thankfully, we have online resources. Uh, we would absolutely recommend anyone who's not near a Gold Crown store to check us out at popminded.com or hallmark.com. Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Dillmore. Thank you. Loxana Troy? 
Hi. So how long did it take you to make the outfit? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like a procrastinator, so I did everything in about a week or so. And so it was gluing on stuff in my hotel room. Okay, now I get it. Half, not half a life. Um, manhunt. Oh, manhunt? Yeah. But I thought this was... Yeah, well, I met him later. Yeah. But she does bring that stress out, I think, in one of these episodes. Yeah, with him and holds it up. Goes, yeah. Should I wear this or something? So, yeah. Okay, so you're manhunt, Loxana Troy. Yeah. When she's going through the Beta Z Cambio de Vida. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. But then I was going to marry him, but he turned out to be a oh, jerk. I was a jerk. Yeah. Well, you couldn't handle you couldn't handle the full Oxana at the wedding. I don't know that anyone could. <laughs> <laughs> well, in closing, the higher, the fewer. The higher, the fewer. I love that. Yeah. I should say that one. Right. <laughs> the fewer. <laughs> okay. All right. So it looks like the TNG 30th anniversary photo op is still going on. And the line, the line has gone out the door. So we're currently on the lookout for Bill Smith and Dan Davidson in scans. Now some convention tips. If you ever plan to attend an STLV and you get an autograph ticket, well, there, there are two different kinds of autographs here at STLV. There are the kinds where the person has the table in the vendor's room and they have photos and items that they, that they, they will sign. And then there's the creation ones that you buy through them where you need to provide the item that they sign. And depending on who the person is, they have a, a restriction on what they will and will not sign. Such as yesterday, Sir Patrick Stewart was signing, and the people validating the tickets were informing everyone in line that he will only sign pictures, or excuse me, photographs, posters, licensed products. They were very specific about licensed products, but they won't do any fan art. There's a similar issue with Ron Perlman, who was originally scheduled to be here this year, but I believe there was a scheduling conflict. And he's, there were, it was a whole specific thing that he would only sign photos of him, but he would, but it would only be Star Trek related stuff as the Praetor from Nemesis. He wouldn't do any Hellboy stuff. How are you doing today? Good. You know, it's sort of weird. You see a lot of people prefer the TOS era uniform over the Kelvin Timeline uniform, but you prefer the Kelvin Timeline one? I borrowed this from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you enjoying the convention so far? Yeah. Is this your first STLV? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait, I spotted one person. Too much Coke Fifi. Because I planned, because I heard you're walking around, or trying to walk around with Bill and Dan. Yeah, today is scant day, it's Scantastic Saturday, and uh, there's going to be a lot of this. Yeah, I know, I've already seen about three or four who aren't, uh -huh. with, who aren't either aware yeah. or with you guys. Got it. Well, they better join us. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 these legs are unstoppable. And To quote Colonel Blake, well, at least he has the legs for it. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're back out of the conference room in the main hall. I'm sorry, can I get your picture really quick? Okay, then can I interview you really quick? So I can let everybody know who you're cosplaying as. Uh, Rojan from uh, any other name. And Kalinda. So where'd you get the idea to cosplay this episode? Uh, well, it's our third convention, and we hadn't seen this done before. And uh, we really liked the favorites. episode, and she's got a bit of a resemblance to Barbara Boucher. So. Well, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of our favorite episodes. And, um, so I have a question. You're probably getting asked this a lot. Are you cold? Yes. <laughs> it's very chilly. This and the Droxine costume are very chilly. The Droxine costume? Yeah, she does, she does did Droxine. I did Droxine as well earlier. Okay, you're going to have to help me. Uh, Cloudminders episode. Yeah, season three. Season three. One of the last episodes they did is episode two. Oh, I saw. Blue. Oh, I saw you yesterday. Oh, yesterday is a different drug scene. That was. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, was I was a couple days ago. Days ago. Yeah. Our outfits are a little bit different. Oh, yes, the one that's that famous meme where Spock goes, "I have never seen a work of art," yes. and then underneath it's Kurt going, "Damn, son." <laughs> 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 Pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> okay, exactly. so which, which member of the Enterprise crew is this? Uh, this today is actually it's my today. It's my ex-wife, actually. <laughs> uh, actually, today it's Riker because we, we just had the, the TNG shot. cast photo, so we. Oh, you you did. How did that go? It went it went very quickly. So yeah. I guess let me ask the question that's on everyone's mind: Were you okay with them replacing Jonathan Frakes with John Delancey and Denise Crosby? I think so. Yeah, it was, um, well, it's obviously disappointing, but at least they replaced them with well two people. And, uh, you know, stuff happens, him. right? So yeah. what do you yeah. do? What do you do, exactly. Yeah. And we have met him. We got a photo op with him a couple of years ago with Marina. So okay. um, it was, yeah, definitely disappointing, but and not, I know, not the end of the world. And it, I know they tried everything to get him here. Yes, yes. No, we'll see him next year. Okay. It's all good. Or we'll superimpose him in the photo. <laughs> there you go. Okay, exactly. enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you, too. Is that house broken? Barely, but I'm trying to keep him away from those tribbles over there. He's really getting excited. Oh, that's a different one. There's another Glomother that's got a tribble in its mouth. That's my friend Bill's. Well, I think Bill? other people have that one. I've, oh. seen, I've seen two or three of them. Wow, okay. So are you enjoying the convention so far, Michelle? A great time, thank you. Yes. Yeah. How about you? Always. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Um, once they figured out how to let everybody into the hall last night... Yeah. The TNG 30 panel. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. That was a big reason for coming here this time. And seeing uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart in the flesh was pretty amazing. And such a great group of people. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're friends before uh, Federation, actually. Oddly <laughs> <laughs> enough. The gentleman just went by saying that the glomer bites. He, he does, but, but not too hard. <laughs> So what other cosplays do you have in store today? Because I've seen you do multiple changes. I think I might bring out the Jedi Vulcan this afternoon. Okay. So. That's too much logic. It's and so too much, much logic. I know. So That's too much Kofifi. Kofifi. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Michelle. Wait, I need to talk to these folks if they're coming out. 
of the room. I'm sorry, can I interview you two really quick? Oh, sure. Yes, of course. Hi. Okay, this is a mashup, so tell everyone know who you're cosplaying as. We are hippie Klingons from the Summer of Love. Right? <laughs> Gold. Goldbong. Click. Check. <laughs> Goldbang Jack Vess. Make means? war, not peace? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, make peace, not war. We're peace-loving Klingons. We're peace-loving Klingons. I think they hate us. <laughs> they might hate us. I gotta get a picture of this. Would well, you just need to end up with the other space hippies and find Eden? Okay, that sounds good. Point us the way. I don't know if they're here today. I haven't seen them. We just got here. Okay. So. Well, someone might cos be cosplaying w wait, during Way to Eden. Yeah. We'll join them. We'll join them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like you don't have strings on it, so you can play it. <laughs> no. That's the, that's the that's ultimate anti-establishment <laughs> thing. That is. A conversion to an instrument. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. How do you feel? I feel good. Okay. <laughs> There's a gentleman cosplaying Spock at the beginning of Star Trek IV, where he's taking the quiz, and the, the last question is, how do you feel? So we're heading back into Quarks, and... It seems to be quiet in here so far. <laughs> Why would you go to Cleveland? Everything happens everywhere else. Then it happens in Cleveland 10 years later. <laughs> or, my personal favorite, then this is a true story, you can look this up. The city of Cleveland wanted to host the 1932 Summer Olympics. That's why they built the mistake by the lake. That was going to be the Olympic Stadium. And the International Olympic Committee had the choice. They can either have the 1932 Olympics in Cleveland or Los Angeles. Yeah, good choice. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> that was a big no-brainer. So if you ever wondered about why they built the mistake by the lake, it was going to be the Olympic Stadium. And then Elliot Ness came and he had to clean up all the corruption from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Are you folks from Cleveland? I am so sorry. It's nice that they were able to let you out on parole from the penal, co from the penal state of Ohio. We moved out of Ohio 12 years ago. Okay. Okay. Kentucky. Best place in the world. Where, ironically, that's where the Cincinnati airport is. <laughs> no, that's in Covington, yeah. Yes, I got it. I know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin it. Yes, for those of you who have never flown into Cincinnati, the Cincinnati airport isn't even in Ohio. It's in Kentucky. Yes, it is. Yep. And are you folks from Ohio? Well, nobody's perfect. Okay. Welcome. Very, very. 
very tight, you know, very small. Yeah, very tight, yeah. They had, they had some cobblestone streets and some horse cart paths. And they said, let's just pave these, and these will be the streets. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. So, so can you tell me about your t-shirt? That's a, okay, I guess. He's asking about the t-shirt. Okay, here, let me move, yeah. I'm mobile. So can you tell me about your t-shirt? All four of these folks are wearing a very specific t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we, we felt that uh, uh, Kirk and the Enterprise crew were the original Guardians of the Galaxy. So we had these made up, and there we go. Prime or Kelvin? <laughs> well, Prime, but, you know, I'm not prejudiced against uh, either one. But because Kelvin has the cooler tunes. And, and, the, uh, and, the, and the nice uh, glare effects. <laughs> because I could see Kelvin Kirk at more at home with Star-Lord on the Milano. <laughs> I, I agree with you. He, he's that cool. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy the rest of the convention, folks. Hi, Kareen. So I have some good news for you. Ooh, I like good news. CO Team Rick yes. is blowing up on Twitter right now. Woohoo! That's good news. That's good to hear. I had a lot of fun with that yesterday. It was a little tricky because, like, the holes in the mask are so small, and so, like, you, vision's very blurry. And yeah. For me, it wasn't too bad, but my brothers and sisters were kind of complaining that their head was hurting. <laughs> so that's why we didn't do it all day like I was hoping. We did, like, a half day only. But we might bring them out again. I don't know. That's well, I saw the picture, and I retweeted it, and yes. I said it was courtesy of you. Yes. That's awesome. And Jordan Hoffman retweeted it. That's so cool. Sweet. So now it's blowing up right now. Nice. Yeah, I know. I tried to. I sent it to Adult Swim, hoping that maybe they'd do something with it. But hey, you should tweet it at them with all your retweets. It might grab some more attention. But that's cool. Well, I don't know because tonight or tomorrow night's going to be Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. That's right. We have a new episode coming out. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, this season's really dark. A Rick and Morty. Yes, the darkest year of our lives, Morty. So. And the whole season, we're going to be looking for that Szechuan sauce. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes. You're right. You know what? Since the new episode comes out tomorrow, we should probably do SEAL Team Rick again. Although, I'm entering this into the mashup contest, so, but I think that's in the morning. Well, how could anyone not vote again? How could anyone not not vote for Kaylee Tucker the third? Exactly. So, hopefully, so half the day I'll be in this, but the other half, I could probably, we could get together and do SEAL Team Ricks again. See, but I think fun. Kaylee Tucker the third should have this, this, she should have a southern accent, but speak nothing in Chinese with the southern accent. True. I, I could try to get a little bit more into character, but like, what I like is people tell me that I already have the personality down, though, because she's like a pretty bubbly person, and I so I have that part down. But I could work on my accent. I duly noted. Thank you. <laughs> okay, no problem. All right, bye, Robert. Bye, Karen. And currently on the in the main stage right now is George Takei. Oh my!
Ma'am, can I interview about your cosplay really quick? Sure. So can you let everybody know what the sign says? It says, waiting for first contact. Go Zephram. So you're a, 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 a post-Third World War survivor? Exactly. I'm one of the Zephram Cochran's colony, just waiting for something Up to in happen. Montana? Yes. But you're about 40 years too early. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> that would be awesome. It was the simplest costume I could think of. <laughs> Has anyone gotten it so far? Um, one person did that I passed, but I just got here. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. Is it possible to get a quick interview with you, sir? I will speak your native tongue. <laughs> so can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as today? He, this gentleman is dressed up as the Gorn from Arena. <laughs> Star Trek fans keep getting younger and younger every year. Oh yeah. What's your That'll name? Start them young. Her name is Kate. How old is Kate? Twenty months. Wow. And you're you're raising her right. Oh, thank you very much. So are you starting her off on TAS or, or TOS? Probably TOS. We haven't done it yet, but I think that'll be the order. It wouldn't be oh, easier to get her hooked on the cartoons first and then start with the live action? You know what? I've never even watched the cartoons. So oh. it would start me on the cartoons, too. That's <laughs> well, they're idea. available on Netflix currently. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. What do you think? She's shy, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's a lot to see. <laughs> yeah, he's on stage. Wait, what do you mean he's so old? Oh, how? You mean he doesn't look like he looked on 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 the episode? He does, but he has white hair. Well, everyone gets old. Oh, am I? You can talk to him. It's okay. It's Wait, true. let me give your dad your my card, so you know this is all on the up and up. Thank you. Nice. Are you yeah, videotaping this? You're being interviewed. No, you, this you, is audio. You see an Talk, move away. You're being interviewed. Talk. You're going to be on a podcast, maybe. She was. So you like? So you're a fan of the original series? No, not really. Well, then how did you know that he looked old if you didn't don't know what he looks like young? <laughs> your dad's a fan of the original series. Yes. What what series is your favorite? Voyager. Cap Captain Janeway fan. You excited? Balana. Balana. Why Balana? Because she's she's funny. <laughs> well, I don't think Balana would think she's funny. Well, she is. How is Balana funny? She 
She, she's like me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wow. Are you sad that she did? She's not here this year. Very sad. We paid for a picture, paid for an autograph, and she didn't come. But are you gonna see the Captain Janeway panel? Yes, we are. Okay. Have fun. Thank you. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Hmm? Can I interview you really quick? Sure. Can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? So I'm playing as one of the ball players from the uh, baseball game at Deep Space. Take um, me out to the Hollow Suite. Take me out to the Hollow Suite. Yeah, you know, I think this is the first year I've actually seen a lot of people do this cosplay. There, there are seven of us, as far as I can tell, and Odo in a bucket, not in <laughs> uniform. Uh -huh. So not, not quite a full team, but you know we've encouraged a couple of people to join up, so next year maybe we'll have nine. Okay. Where'd you get the idea to do the Niners, the Niners baseball team uh, cosplay? We're big fans of baseball, we, uh, and we're big fans of that particular episode, and uh, that Cisco's fascination with baseball and the unpredictability of it, you know, it's just an attractive idea. So it just worked for us. All you need is a buck boy, boy Kai. A bow tie, and then Good. I'd be set. Yeah. So. Uh, can I take your picture really quick, sir? You sure can. Okay. Okay, we can do it in the hallway. There's more room in the hallway. Yeah, let me give you my card. But wait. Okay, thank you very much. Let me give you my card. And you are? Stan? No. <laughs> Robert. Yes. There we go. You get a card. And you get a card. Oh, you've heard, you've heard it? Yeah. I'm the guy that likes Subrosa. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So you're going to be bringing this back next year? I, I think so. We we're, uh, looked at a couple of alternatives, but I think we can we could go another year in this outfit. It, it went over pretty well this year. We've been stopped for a lot of photographs. And uh, Karen, who's prone to getting cold when there's a lot of air conditioning, <laughs> she's been warm today. It's a great outfit for... <laughs> For cosplay, but yeah, we'll we'll do this uh, next year because it is Deep Space Nine. The Deep Space Nine twenty. Well, you're going to need a Buck Boy Kai for the London Kings because he was in If Wishes Were Horses. I don't know if we can. <laughs> well, you just need somebody in a London Kings jersey. Yeah. We were looking for the uh, Vulcans. They were here two days ago. They had like four or five. There was the Vulcan team was here. Yes. Right. Well, they they had two or three of the logicians. Yeah. Okay. But we didn't see them this morning. See the the, the thing about uh, being there for the parade, you had to be uh, dressed up, but you also had to be able to make it at eight thirty on Saturday yeah. morning. 
So what, what do you think it says in the world of Star Trek? We finally over humanity has finally overcome all of its problems. Well, we're not perfect, but we're 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 getting better, and we've overcome it. But in order to do that, we'd have to sacrifice baseball. Well, I, oh. I that I don't know that I would buy into that no. notion because baseball remains fascinating, even when uh, everyone is well behaved. <laughs> I mean, it's the Niners. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And and if you have. Um, Captain Cisco, and it's baseball all the way. You uh-huh. gotta have baseball, and I and I think because it it will survive because it is less violent than other sports. Well, depending on who's playing. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but that too. Uh, the idea is they, uh, you know, they keep all the statistics. You know, there's so much analysis, but you never really know what's gonna happen in the next moment in baseball. You know, how is that ball going to come off the bat? And what are people going to do? So then you enjoy that scene in, in the DS9 pilot at the emissary yes. where he's using baseball to explain humanity that's, to the wormhole alien right. or linear time. Yeah, that, that really resonated with me. And is, you know, try to explain uh, something that's unpredictable like baseball to beings that can see all things in all times. Uh, you know, it sounds like a good challenge to me. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, folks. Thank you. All right, so the George Takei panel has just let out. Becky. Hey. It was the blue sweater, right? Yes, I think you, you have less hair. I've always had less hair. Oh, maybe you had a cap and I'm, on. No, I know. See, and I've got my name tag. Oh, well, that's good. How did you do that? Oh, the unofficial group. Oh, I love your post. So, for those of you who don't, crazy. so you don't know, Becky is. Um, the cur- the admin, you're the the current admin for the Orange County away team. Yes, yes, I am. We need to get together and do stuff. I would love to do that. Because the closest thing is when they did that screening of the motion picture in Hollywood a couple of months ago. Yes, that was great. Oh, did you did you go to see that? Yes. Did you go the Friday <laughs> or the Saturday? Uh, it was one night. It was a Wednesday night. Are we talking about the same thing? No, it was a double feature in Hollywood. It was the oh, motion picture oh, and no, the no. black hole. No, no, no. I missed that. I was um, referring to the Renegades oh. screening Oh, okay. In, in Hollywood. Oh, I didn't he- see that. Oh. But yeah, I, I love to get together. We should. Because we're close. And we <laughs> well, we got to get all three. The L.A., the Orange County, and the San Diego. Okay, okay. We all need to do stuff. Because yes. New York is making us look bad. I know. They're so good. They have that <laughs> bar they can go to. They have, oh, that's right. We don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's because our bars close at 2. We're going to have the museum, I believe, in L.A., right? I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the... The sci-fi museum. The sci-fi, yeah. which will have the, the bridge. The, the Enterprise the D Enterprise, bridge, yes. yes. Yes, so maybe we can make that. <laughs> a place to go when it's yeah. established. Yeah. 
we can do that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's make plans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because we have nothing going on over there. I know, unless you're a Star Wars fan, there's nothing to do in Orange County. Bummer. Because they're building Moneyland at Disneyland. And it upsets me because they ended up raising the pass I had to over a thousand dollars. So yeah, so I can't afford, and it was that they let you do monthly installments. Oh, I see. Now I'm not for Disney. Mm -mm. Oh, and not, I live within 15 minutes of it. You're not a fan of the mouse? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> but I just, I'm just mad. Star Wars is getting more the attention part, than, than, yeah. Yeah, than Star Trek. Well, we need to go to Germany. They opened that Star Trek roller coaster. I know. I, w I wanted to go. I have German um, cousins. I'm planning a trip over there. And I, know that, and I know that I, they're, build, they're doing that theme park in England that's going to have a Star Trek themed area. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where? Where in England? I think it's outside of London. Really? Yeah, it's going to be like a movie theme park. Oh, oh, I'd love to see it when it's done. We can go together, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, have fun. It was great seeing you. Great seeing you, too. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. I'll see you okay. around. Thank you. Bye. Hello, can I interview you folks really quick? Uh, okay, sure. Okay, so I've already met met your, your opposing team. All right. So right. Can, can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Uh, we're doing the logicians from uh, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. And the logicians was the Vulcan baseball team. Exactly. Where'd you get the idea to do the Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite cosplay? Well, we wanted to try it out because we saw a lot of Niners uh, at the conventions, but uh, no logicians. So <laughs> we had to have an opposing team here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you think Vulcans would be a, would catch on to baseball? Would it be something that they would play even though it defies logic? Where, where every time you throw the ball, something different can happen? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think I don't think it will uh, be very popular on Vulcan, but uh, you know there are a few exceptions. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Apollo? Okay, I got it right today. Yesterday there were people doing Plato's stepchildren cosplay. And when there's a group of them, it's Plato's stepchildren. When it's by yourself, it's who mourns for Adonais. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Lieutenant Palamas is in the back. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> Wait, can I interview you really quick, ma'am? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. So, yeah, well, let's move over here to the side. So, I can't remember the episode, but I know what you're cosplaying as. From The Killing Game. The Killing Game. So you can let everyone know who specifically from The Killing Game you're cosplaying. Seven of Nine. 
As the French resistance fighter. Correct. Correct. So where'd you get the idea to do this? Um, I just saw the episode, thought it looked really cool and uh, pretty simple, yet historically fun. So <laughs> I put it together. So you just saw the episode recently? No, I saw it, uh, you know, a couple years back and thought it was pretty cute and thought this was a good way to introduce myself into the 709 cosplay <laughs> territory. Well, yeah, I've never seen anyone do this 7 of 9 before. Yeah, it's kind of rare. People have not been sure what I am, but then really? it clicks in their mind when I tell <laughs> they can't them. Th they know who you are, they just can't think of the episode. Exactly, exactly. And this is a playable character in Star Trek Timelines. I'm not it is. Oh, Seven of Nine? Well, well yeah. this Seven of Nine. Oh, really? But she's wearing the nightgown. Okay. The evening gown. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Oh, cool. Cool, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So, so people have been sort of like mixed. They know you're Seven of Nine, but they don't know which Seven of Nine? <laughs> um, well, generally, yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, once I kind of nudge them and tell them, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you planning to get your photo taken with Kate Mulgrew today? Not really. Oh. <laughs> I just want to see her in person. That's okay. about it, yeah. Okay, well have fun at the panel. Thank you. Okay. Admiral? How are you, sir? Good. So did you take the medication in moderation, or did you take it all at once? Um, <laughs> moderation. <laughs> moderation. Or is that too, too deep cut a reference? Well, no, I'm no, not too, yeah, yeah. too short of season. That's the yeah, right episode. Short of season. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so currently on the schedule... Kate Mulgrew is doing her VIP meet and greet. Excuse me. So, of course, one room empties, another one fills up. So I think a lot of people that were at the George Takei panel are here. I'm doing, I'm you're John and Ken. Yeah. Do we know where Bill and Dan are? Ooh, Bill and Dan. Because we're, we're doing live, live updates. Bill and Dan watch 2017. Scant watch. Yeah. They have not shown up yet. And I have money to give them. Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're trying to get a little liquid courage, if you know what I mean, before they come down and uh, show off their legs. Well, I heard they were at the I-Bar late this morning, and Guy Fieri made an appearance. Oh, no. Oh, sweet Lord. And I, and I heard from someone else that not only did Guy Fieri make an appearance, but somebody brought a full bottle of vodka. Uh, that does not surprise me at all. And it is probably not, no longer full. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see him. Okay. So we got to make this happen. Okay. So to update you, Scant Watch 2017, Bill and Dan are still nowhere to be seen. What's with the doll on your shoulder? Because he's funny to carry around with. Okay. 
Okay, so you're not really cosplaying. No, she oh. is. <laughs> Anime Star Trek. Yes. Okay. For lack of a better word, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mel Blanc was his voice, but so there was Felix Silva. Um, he, I guess, I know the word I would use, but I don't want to sort of like upset and get angry emails and tweets from all of you listening. He's a tiny person, and he worked in that period in Hollywood when you needed tiny people in in costumes. So he was one of the theologians, I believe, theosians. Laotians, the brain people from the cage. And he was also the guy inside the Twiggy suit in Buck Rogers. So there was a poster on the table for the Buck Rogers show done in the style of Star Wars. All right, so we're exiting the vendor's room. Okay, so right now, okay, this would be my fifth Gorn I've seen of the convention. Firefly Star Trek? Yes, sir. So you're always in your bunk on the holodeck? Fairly certain, <laughs> yes. I'm Captain Mal Reynolds. So how, what would make it so sound like in Chinese? Would make it sound like a Chinese. Yeah, how, well, what would be make it so in Chinese? Oh, I don't know make it so. I know mostly curse words in Chinese. <laughs> I can't say those on your show. It's not. No, no, you can. Because that's how they were able to say curse words. Mm -hmm. They got away with the censors, yes, sir. <laughs> Unless they went until they aired the show in China. No. So, are you both doing the Firefly mashup? No, or she is uh, Ryan Slaperall from the original series. So you're an Orion slave girl. Let me ask you the obvious question. Are you cold? It's a good thing that I'm cold because if I start to sweat, the body paint's water-soluble and it would start to come off. So I'm glad that I'm cold. And I was a Klingon yesterday and that was really, really warm. So this is actually um, the better end of the spectrum. Were you a specific Klingon yesterday or just the regular general Klingon? No, I was my, my, own, my own Klingon oh, okay. kind of. I don't know. Nobody asked me, thank God, but if I was going to have to answer that question, I would have just said I was a mercenary. Okay. <laughs> okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. Of course, the one time, of course, there's a private little war cosplay, and the one time there is no Magatu. I'm sorry, can I get a quick interview with you if possible? No? Or? So you're representing the Gorn planet in the Miss Universe pageant, correct? So where did you get the idea to do this cosplay? Oh, there can help me. The universe isn't represented. 
represented in this universe if it's only planet Earth. <laughs> so obviously, all planets must be represented yes. in the true planet one. <laughs> I'm guessing Kirk wasn't the judge, that's why you won? He wasn't invited. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the convention. Oh wait, Laura, can I interview you really quick? Yeah, sure. Because I think you're like the sixth person this convention I've seen doing the Discovery cosplay. Oh, yeah. I, and I, you're the closest to screen accurate. Oh my god, I hope so. I'm like, because oh. you have the Delta shield. Yeah, I, I hope, I think I saw other people with Deltas, hopefully. I think. No, they just had the, it was the full. Oh, the full panel. Yeah, yeah. that one took, this, these Deltas took forever. My God, um, yeah. Like I, when I saw it was uh, Georgie was the, uh, the Asian woman Michelle Yeoh. I was like, I woke up and I was like, I need to do this. And I, so I think you, they think you either put on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. That Twitter. that you could finally cosplay as a captain. Yeah, like it was when they were, they announced her as the captain of the Shenzhou. I was like, oh my God, like I've never because you know I've been a fan for years. I've never seen like an Asian captain other than Sulu, obviously, who became eventually, but an Asian female because I'm obviously female. Like I'm an Asian female, so it's like it's obviously but I'm an Asian female so it's it's important to see yourself reflected on the screen as a captain because I'm always Keiko O'Brien or I'm, yesterday I was Keiko but I, I was always Keiko O'Brien or I'm Hoshi like I'm a side character who doesn't really get to be the hero kind of thing like I'm always like it's always a secondary well, you, you could always do Sulu's daughter from the first 10 minutes of generation the first 10 minutes of generation there you go like well, they do bring that character back in the novels in the novels like in the novels is great like I do I have and in the comics as well um, but it's it's nice to be recognized for to be a leader you know like okay like it's prominent like you see her sitting in the chair you see her doing being the captain and taking charge and not be a just be like a prop or a secondary character to to entitle like a, enrich an, uh, another person. So it's important that I see you, that every little girl see themselves, little Asian girls see themselves in reflected on on the screen, on the big screen. Because not everyone reads the, the novels, not everyone read, reads the comics. Like I do, but I know you do. But it's it's always nice to be recognized for who as a leader versus who are you? Like yesterday when I was Keiko. Like I had a plant with me, I had a bonsai tree, but people still like had a difficult time. They were like, "Who are you?" Like, and I even I've even had people said like, I had one person asked if I was Rosalind Chow as well. So it's nice to see yourself reflected on on the big screen. So so, the, so you're saying that Star Trek is going to sort of like, I'm trying to think what the right term would be, pick up the slack or fill the void of what happened because of, of all the controversy yeah. earlier this year with the ghost with the film the ghost in the shell. Oh my god, the whitewashing. Yeah, like well I feel like Star, uh, like I feel like Star Trek realizes inclusion is important and that we live in like we live in the like in 2017 now that we should reflect what we see in ourselves, like what we see in the world um, because every, every we're we're changing and like there's it's so diverse and so and it's so inclusive of everyone that, like, I think Star Trek was like, you know what, we're going to include everyone because this is how our world is. Like, we're, n we're not just seeing, like, white and, and, and just, like, males, like, take charge. We're seeing, like, a, such a diverse group of people 
and we want to include them. Like that's why I appreciate the uh, Star Trek Discovery. They always say we're inclusion because it's important to see everyone to see themselves. Like with Michael, like I'm so excited, yeah. Berman, and um, and then and also like it's just nice to see everyone be reflected. Okay. So what would your response be to that small minority of fans who are upset over the casting? choices they made for Discovery and are being vocal about what they see as forced, something being forced down their throats. Yeah, I feel like you guys had have had many years of being dominant in, in, in Star Trek and you should know that our future is, is mixed. Our future is diverse. Our future, like, our future is, is just, it's inclusive and Roddenberry saw that. That's why he he tried to include like include pe- like different groups of people, and it was difficult in the '60s and '70s. So he really, really saw a feature that was a mixed group. And if you truly believe in Gene Roddenberry's vision and his his words, then you will accept that you know this is our future, and that we should accept it being looking like this. And it's beautiful to see that. And you should know that little girls and little, little boys who didn't see themselves before, they're finally seeing themselves. And those people, naysayers, who say, oh, well, I've, you've always seen yourself. And that's the sad thing is that we haven't. And yeah, I, I, appreciate, I do love uh, Crusher. I do love Picard, uh, Janeway, you know, but she still doesn't, they don't, they don't look like me. And they don't, they don't have the culture that I grew up with. Like I'm, I'm American, but I'm also Asian. So it's, it's nice to see that being reflected on the big screen and see myself in the captain's chair. Okay. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you. I'm sorry if I'm like that too long. No, that's okay. Because <laughs> this is a lot better. Because I remember last year you were the postcard for Ryza. Yes, I was the postcard. I'm always the characters that, that uh, the outskirts characters because I never saw myself. So I tried to just make myself creative enough to be noticed. So I think the reason why nobody recognized you as Keiko yesterday, you weren't angry and yelling. Oh my god, she has such a bad rap. I feel so bad. DS9 Keiko does. Yeah. Not TNG Keiko. Yeah, I know. TNG, like... You know, I, I feel like I feel like there there's a, there has to be a reason why they probably because they want O'Brien just to have a bad time, but um, yeah, but I feel like I feel like in the end she kind of made up for it because she's a great mom like to her two kids and, um, and and I'm glad to give her a good conclusion with the like everything that's happened and I feel like you know being married to an angry Irish man you have to like. You, you have to deal with a lot of crap. Who may or may not be drunk. Yeah, who may, who knows? Miles O'Brien, like, Colm is so amazing in his role. So I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I think he's drunk. But I think that's how he is. So <laughs> it's awesome. So. Well, we know there has to be some drinking because in Up the Long Ladder, <laughs> the guy offers him the flask and he's like, like it's nothing. <laughs> like I think it's just that's how he lives, <laughs> and and no judgment there, because <laughs> he's a good officer. The one thing that I'm I, that I have to say is they they I think they that we didn't get a chance to see Keiko, the character evolve organically. It was just yeah. forced on us in Data's day. Yeah, like I I feel like they just had they wanted to put but Rosalind Chow is such a great actress that I feel like they just wanted to use her and they just kind of pushed her put her in there which I'm grateful for because I got to see a little bit of myself on there but not as an officer but at least they because they, they love her so much that she's a great actress that 
it's great to see her on there, and it did feel like a little forced, but they they eventually gave her some some like some roles in there. I mean, she's always a secondary character to O'Brien, but it's nice to just see her. Well, in DS9, in the end of season one, she she's the teacher. Yeah. And it's and that episode, which was done in 1993, but it's still relevant today, yeah. where she's teaching creationism versus evolution. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, I feel like they really had they really put it out there because the future is is not just going to be stuck on one thing. We should be teaching multiple way different like different things. And I love I, I liked her as a teacher, but I did love her as a botanist, but uh, more. But she's a great teacher, and she just wanted to give her like the her kids and the future of kids uh, education that the other I know the the, the other school didn't have. So yeah. it's important. So yeah, I love her. <laughs> so are you going to be cosplaying tomorrow? Um, no, I um. Well, tomorrow's going to be relaxing because I have to go back. So I'm gonna oh, going just, to just yeah. Okay. So I'm, I want to be relaxing and. So we'll see. I might I might wear uh, my my TOS dress, um, but right now I'm just like. Oh, wait, so you could cosplay TOS? Yes. Um. Oh shoot. I I, I, I know her. She's the security officer who beamed down with Kirk to the planet Armageddon game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I I'm thinking about it. I still have it. So I'm, I, it depends on what we do tonight and how late we stay up tonight. <laughs> Completely understand. Us trucker, truckies and truckers, we are intense part of the year. I, people may not think that, but we are. <laughs> we train 50 weeks of the year yeah. just for this week. We save our livers just <laughs> for this event. <laughs> like we're so powerful, we force the Rio to have them work around the clock to reopen the Masquerade Bar. Yeah, we have to. That's, I mean, that's our, that's our central hangout place. So. Oh, you weren't here Tuesday night. Um, no, I, I remember Tuesday night. I wasn't here until Wednesday, but okay. I'll, I, I'm on the Facebook group, so I know everything that goes down. So we did the landing party at the Village Bar, yeah. and it was sort of like awkward because there were no tables. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm happy that they opened it for us for this whole weekend uh, so we can really celebrate with each other. Because, like, yeah, we have this convention to do all the fun stuff, but it's really the masquerade bar where we really get to know and just hang out and just relax. So it's, I'm, I'm excited. I'll see you there, too, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be all over tonight because they're going to be the single mixer at the yeah. I-Bar. Yeah. Yeah, but I brought my man here. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was so good seeing you. So but good seeing I, you. I'm so excited for your podcast. I love it. I always love it when you interview all those people. Well, I'm I'm, I'm do I'm finally I'm going solo. I'm launching my own podcast. It'll be dropping in September. Yes. So this. Ooh, I'm excited. The Promenade Podcast. I'm excited. You have to give me your card so I can be. On. Well, I, can, I, I can share. You know, I'm going to share that. Well, I have the old info on this card. Okay. Because I did. If I had known, I would have made new cards in advance. No, I'm, this is awesome, Rob. Oh. I'm so excited. Oh, it's so good seeing you. Thank I know. You. We need to find a way to hang out. I know. You in L.A.? Yeah, but I'm in Whittier, and I work, oh. I work graveyard. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Because we'll I think... We'll do a brunch. <laughs> we'll do a Star Trek brunch. Because I think... Didn't you go to that screening of Wrath of Khan? Yeah. Okay, that same night... At the New Beverly, they were doing the motion picture and the black hole. They do so much stuff. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And if I had known that. about that, I would have gone to the Arrow to see Neil deGrasse Tyson do a yeah. thing before Wrath of Khan. I know. He, it, it's, it's so amazing how we try to get, get together throughout the year. Like all the Star Trek people try to get together throughout the year. And it's, it's, it's nice that we get to have that family still, like, keep going. It's not just one year where we get together. So it's like there's events throughout. And I'm glad CBS and Paramount are doing stuff like that. 
because like it, it's nice to get together and then dress up because uh, I, I mean, I go to a lot of conventions, so I do get to dress up, but not in my Star Trek, like, fr friends and family, because this is my family. Like, yeah. I've been coming for years, so it's nice to see, like, the same people again over and over, and it, it, it's such a great relationship, such, such a great family, and it's, they're so accepting and open, and it's, it's so beautiful to see, and it's just great to be here. Like, this is what I look forward to every year. Okay, thank you, Laura. No, no problem. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll see you later, huh? Okay. Okay, so what time is it? It's 12.18 right now. And in the big hall is the Kate Mulgrew panel. And we're still doing Scant Watch 2017, searching for Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. So they've got multiple feeds coming out of this speaker. They have the audio from the Discovery trailer. They have the audio from the climatic courtroom scene for Measure of a Man. And they have the Cape Mulgrew panel feed happening all at once. It is cray cray. Measure of ever done. Huh? You're saying the measure of the men? Yeah, that that's a landmark speech. I mean, everyone should uh, everyone should listen to this and the message. It's a reverse Kirk speech because a Kirk speech usually blows up the computer. This Picard speech saves <laughs> the, com the, the computer. computer. Justifies it as a sentient being, and it, and it really, it's a it's a metaphor for understanding life, expanding our understanding, and uh, being able to relate to um, those beings that are different from you, whether they're other humans. Some people don't get that under, don't get that. Are there some that only think uh, that think only. People from your ethnicity are, are even human. It starts there. It sits. 
Had the rules been different, this probably would have won Patrick Stewart an Emmy. Really? What were the rules? What? Well, the Emmys back then, sci-fi really didn't get acknowledged in terms of acting and scripts, but more of the technical stuff. Uh, was he shortlisted for an Emmy? Like, was he nominated? For- they, they probably did the campaign, but it was just the way that episodic television was in the late 80s. That was a That was a tremendous... No problem. Let me give you my card. Are you with, uh, you do an internet show? Podcast, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, we're going to pause right now. We're going to head in to the Kate Mulgrew panel, and we will be back shortly. All right, and we're back um, to update you on what has happened. There was the Kate Mulgrew panel, and she kind of, well, what she was able to contractually say about season six of Orange is the New Black. Um, Don't yell at me. I've tried to watch that show. It's, I've tried. So apparently she explained season five, the entire season was this three-day riot in the women's prison, and that season six is the aftermath and all of the con- all of the, the aftermath from everything that happened in the riot. And then right after that was the William Shatner panel. Yeah, we have some folks here who were cosplaying TOS-era Orions. So what was the hardest part of making the costume? Well, this is the costume maker, so I'll let her answer that, answer that question. It's actually the painting of these um, foam plates here. It, it was pretty time-consuming. Okay. And the blue makeup's a little, yeah. it's a little tough. Well, you got it nailed perfectly, TOS-era Andorian. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. It's actually a medley. We're doing um, the original series, then we've got Anar, Antennae. Okay. Doing a little bit of enterprise. Yeah. Okay. Okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. And the William Shatner panel happened, and he talked about how he had just gotten back (laughs) filming season two of It's Never Too Late, amongst other things. And then while I was waiting for my number to get called, because when you get an autograph before the convention, it's a PDF, and there's a number on the PDF. And when they call the set of numbers, that's when you get in line. They give you 
so I was waiting to get Kate Mulgrew to autograph an item. And while I was waiting, they had a, an, uh, another panel with the Akudas and Doug Drexler, Drexler. And we found out that the first people to actually eat in the 10 forward set were the Akudas. That was loud. Were the Akudas, and that was pizza, was the first meal, pardon me, ever eaten in 10 forward. Is it possible to get a quick interview, sir? Yes. Mr. Colley? I did like um, phase two slash continuing voyages. New voyages. New voyages. New voyages. New voyages. So I'm here with James Colley, and he's going to let everyone know why you should visit Ticonderoga, New York. Well, you have to come to the original series set tour and walk through the, uh, the soundstage. We've rebuilt the original Enterprise just the way it was when the actors you know, where they're filming the show. Every set is there. It's 13,000 square feet. And it's accurate to how it was at the at Paramount. Absolutely. It's deadly accurate. We built it from the original blueprints and from photo reference. And it's licensed by CBS. And it's a fully immersive experience. You really feel like you're back in the 1960s on the soundstage. You have it lit the same way they would have had it lit when they were shooting? Absolutely. All those colored lights are bouncing off the walls and the buttons are all blinking. Everything. The sound effects are even going for the fans. So what was the hardest part in getting the set as accurate as possible? Well, there's a lot of vintage things that you know you have to research and then find. You know, It's like a big scavenger hunt. You have to find vintage chairs and bottles and you know, knickknacks, things that they used to decorate. So it's, it's been a long process, 15 years to get it right. And when is the tour open? We are open um, Monday, or excuse me, uh, Tuesday through Sunday. We're closed Monday. Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 6 every day through December 20th. Then we close for the season and we'll reopen in April. Okay. And, I, and it's good to know that, that the, the set still still there after the authors had their tour. Yeah, it's a, permanent, it's a permanent attraction in upstate New York. As I said, it was licensed by CBS, so it will be there long term. Okay, thank All you right. very much, thank sir. You. Okay, so we're heading back into the vendor's room. Um, hi. Um, Patrick Stewart's doing a second day of interviews. Get swifty with it. Get swifty with it. Guys wearing a Rick and Morty shirt. Um, so, Patrick Stewart's line is going curving around, and you have George Takei's line. Okay. Now we're going back into the vendors' room. Okay. So everyone's in here. As I said, oh, my voice is cracking. Um, everyone's in here. And I said they're doing one of the production panels, and there's nothing wrong with those, which is a shame because they've got the Akudas in the big in the big room, and for the diehards who were there, found out that, as I said, the Akudas were the first people to eat in Ten Forward, and the first meal ever eaten in the Ten Forward set was pizza from Domino's. And the TNG folks that are still here doing autographs, we have John Delancey, 
We have Denise Crosby. Gates is not here. Um, Michael Dorn is here, but he's on his phone. So we're going to be doing some live tweeting of Bill Smith from the Trek Geeks podcast to let him know that Michael Dorn is here, but he's not here here. So um, Marina's here. LeVar is here. Brent Spiner's here. As I said, Patrick Stewart is across the hallway in a, in a separate room. In a separate room doing his... His sign. His signing is officially by creation. So those were all tickets that you had to buy through creation. I forget how much it was. And we've got sort of like spectator slowdown here by the autograph set area. Expect delays. Alternative routes are suggested and encouraged that your STLB vendor room traffic on the nines. So we have an update. Michael Dorn is back at his table. Oh, I, I saw it with my own eyes. Michael Dorn is at his table right now. By the time I get there, he won't be. <laughs> and the bar has officially opened here at Quarks. You're mad. What? You're mad. I'm happy. <laughs> no, the Discovery trailer. We haven't oh, seen we it. We haven't seen it yet. <laughs> We're told, is it in the... Bathroom over there to show it, or? Well, I haven't seen it here, but you can see it on YouTube. And in the one they released at Comic Con, you see Rain Wilson as mud. That's what somebody told me. I didn't know that. We haven't seen that yet. And somebody says to him, You're mad. And he goes, I'm mud. Oh. I'm mud. There you go. Okay. I didn't know that. Sorry, we're not with it. We just got here. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're, now you're recording it. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's okay. You're the second. You're, you're the second. Harry Mudd who didn't get that today. Oh, there's another one? There's the other one dressed as the other Harry Mudd? The no, this Harry Mudd, but he's got the mustache. Okay, because there was a couple years ago, there's the one that's dressed in the other Harry Mudd uh, episode. I Mudd? Yeah. I haven't seen him yet, but we, we took a picture a couple years ago together, so. Yes, please. So. Thank you, Ruthie. So you're doing a Mudd's women cosplay? Yes, our, our other woman. She's at home with her kids. And her 20 grandkids. <laughs> She's on Nigel 12. Yeah, you mean Rigel 12? Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got our... Oh, ooh. We'll That's our Venus Jones. The Venus... They're illegal in this sector. <laughs> like he ever did anything that was not illegal. Is he going to play Harry Mudd in the new series? That's what we're here for. Oh, you look great. Thanks. Really? Are you serious? Thanks for telling us. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah, have you been to the Discovery thing? They have the kids' costume. We're on the way there. We went over there and then we found out Kate Mulgrew was getting so autographed. We, we went back over there. So now we're heading back. Well, when I had left, they were doing all PDFs. Okay. So I don't know if they're doing the, the just the tickets. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. So, find, we'll so find you out. might want to check where yeah. they are with that. We'll be heading out that way. Okay. Thank you. No problem. No problem. 
regarding the judging? I am indeed. Is there anything you can tell us? Are they using pencil and paper? Uh, pens and paper, I think. You know, I think they've upgraded from pencils, so uh, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay. Doing a great job. Thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that. So tomorrow we're going to see Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Pacific Princess. Uh, you'll see him tonight. At Masquerade? Okay. At Masquerade and anywhere else that I can possibly go. Okay. I will be looking forward to that. And a Kazon just walked by. Ma'am, can I interview you really quick? Sure. So can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Yeah, I'm doing a Mirror Mirror Universe of uh, Kira. Um, and well, actually I'm a, a I'm a Bajorn um, defector to help the Terrans in the Mirror Mirror universe. And we do, uh, I also have some friends that aren't with me right now, but we have a Data Mirror Mirror and um, two more Starfleet Terran officers. We don't have a Guns Picard? No, um, we, didn't, we didn't have a bald guy, so we couldn't do a Picard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're doing uh, uh, two Terrans, a Data, and a Bajorn uh, Mirror Mirror Universe. Now, is this in the IDW comic, or is this separate? That um, it's, I, believe, I believe it's separate. We're, we're, uh, two of them did actual ones from the comic, um, but mine is just kind of a, a made-up one, because uh, the Bajorns don't typically help the Terrans in the Mirror Mirror Universe. Yeah. So um, I defected from the Terran, from the Bajorn and the Cardassians and came to help the Terrans um, defeat them. So, okay. yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Uh, oh, okay. So, ma'am, I need to ask you the obvious question. Are you cold? No, actually. I'm not. There's enough people here that, you know, they ha create enough body heat that I'm not cold. So let everybody know what you're wearing so that way they'll understand why I asked you that question. <laughs> I'm a mirror, mirror chick. So um, uh, basically imagine a really short skirt and a tank top uh, with midriff showing. So, but it's Las Vegas, so who's going to be cold in like, you know, 110 degree weather, right? But we're indoors. Uh, well, you know. I'm actually burning up right now. I am I'm too. in a jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. Here's your, my card. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. Um, you're not gonna be oh, able good. To I like your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you're not going to be able to look me up. Oh, okay. Not expect that. Okay. 
You having fun so far, John? Always having fun, man. It's a Star Trek convention. Fun is like mandatory. It's concluded with the price of the ticket. Well, it better be included with the, what we're paying for this ticket. Absolutely. But, you know, it's a great chance to be around the tribe. I was, uh, some, some newspaper reporter was taking my picture because I'm in cosplay today, and she didn't know anything about Star Trek. And so uh, she said, can you explain it to me in one sentence? I said, well, I said, it's every single person who's, who's attending this thing, they all believe that the future is going to be better than yesterday. And that's what we all have in common. If you like Star Trek, that's, that's pretty much mandatory. Everything else is just quibbling over details. Yeah. So you can let everybody know what you're co who you're cosplaying at. I am a political protester on the planet Sharon, a follower of Lokai, and I am. And our demands for all the monochromatics out there are very simple. We demand an immediate suspension on the committee of physical of uh, political traitors. We demand the arrest of Commissioner Beale, and furthermore, we demand immediate equality for all the citizens of Sharon. But aren't they all dead? What are you talking about? They're all right here. They're right here, all around you. I, I don't see them. I see them. But there was nothing left. I mean, when they went to Sharon, at the end of the episode, it resembled Detroit. I, I, think, I think you might be thinking of a different time. <clears throat> what, what you're asking me is I'm playing in a different time oh, than the time of the show. Okay. But would they have known that? They wouldn't have known that. Yeah. But what they would have known is that their civilization was on a path to destruction if they didn't stop their silly squabbling and work on the real issues, which I think is a very powerful message for today, which is why I chose this cosplay. That's a very good cosplay. Did, oh. you, did you enter it in the contest? I did not. I did not. Because I didn't want to waste my convention time getting in a standing in a judging panel when I wanted to be out talking to the folks and walking around and seeing the panels and stuff okay so I, I, I just I don't know I don't like to waste a lot of time that's the same reason I don't do autographs and photo ops I don't want to wait in lines you know when I could be going to the panels and hanging out with the people okay you enjoy the rest of the convention John you too And Mary Chifto has, Chifo, I guess I've been saying it wrong, to have, has just walked by. Okay, so the inner light panel is about to start. So we're going to pause this recording now. And we will be back shortly. All right, so I'm told that the inner light panel went very well. Um, I was there physically. I was just, I got tired. I, it happens. And I like to thank Jeff from over at the unofficial group for letting everyone know I was tired. <laughs> This week has just gone by. It's crazy. So, we're bringing it. Um, this is going to be the end of our day four coverage. 
So tomorrow is the last and final day, and the goal tomorrow is the talking complete sentences. Do you think I'll be able to do it, Haley? Yes, because I'm crashing in my bed very early tonight because I want sleep really bad. Like, I would lay on this floor. Well, probably not on the floor, but across these chairs yes, right now. And but I, we don't know where this floor has been. No, and I would fall asleep right now if I could, and I probably wouldn't wake up until tomorrow. So the goal is sleep so that I can sit in on some panels and... The Shakespeare panel especially. Well, I'm excited about Phil Plate's uh, panel about the eclipse tomorrow. I think it's at 12 o'clock. Oh, that's right. You know... About, yeah, because, I mean, I'm my hometown sits right in the dead center of the path. Oh, yeah, I saw that post you put. Yeah, so it's going to be crazy, and I'm super excited because it's on my bucket list. It's like one or two on my bucket list to see a solar eclipse. So. I think there's more hype for this eclipse than there was for the eclipse in 92. Yeah, I don't even remember that one, but I was 10. So I'm sure I was more excited about whatever Disney, I don't know, whatever was going on in Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air world at that point. I don't know. <laughs> Was that even on at 92? Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. So with that, for Haley, for Jeff, for a cast of thousands... No, I did not snore during the inner light panel, and I have witnesses who will testify that in court. We will see you for day five. We'd like to hear back from you, and you can contact us in many ways. We're on Twitter at Promenade Pod. We're on Facebook. Just look for Promenade Podcast. And you can email us at promenadepodcast at gmail.com. We really like to hear back from you. Also, if you like the podcast, we're in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, or however you download your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.